full of announcements. So we want to make sure that you get the bulletin and you check out all the announcements that are in it. A couple of the things that are going on this week are very close by. Obviously, youth group on Tuesday night here at the church, 6.30 to 8.30. Don't forget that. I also wanted to mention it's in your bulletin, but there's no WMU meeting uh, on June the 18th. So don't disregard that. And I think that uh, Paula said until September. Is that right? So there will be no WMU meetings until September, so just remember that. Also, June uh, the 24th, over at the Fellowship Campground, we're excited about our first uh, event at the campground. That'll be on Saturday evening, the Fellowship meeting. There, uh, Ben Dixon is going to be preaching for us, and Redeemed is going to be singing, and we're super excited about that night to just kick off things at the campground, and then a full on full load of things that'll be going on throughout the summer over there. Remember camp meeting July 10th through the 14th, boys and girls camp, lots and lots of great stuff going on. So don't forget about all of those things. So make sure that you got those. Uh, July 4th, there's a picnic here, or July the 2nd, July 4th weekend. It will be a picnic here, so don't forget about that. Make sure you get all this announcements. There's quite a few things, and we want to make sure that you get those. But one thing I want to do this morning is it's so good to see Wayne and Kathy here. Y'all stand up. Give this lovely young couple a nice big round of applause. Amen? They got married yesterday right here. Wayne drove in on a Harley all by himself. And he drove out of here on a Harley with Kathy on the back. Amen. So praise the Lord for that. And it was a beautiful wedding. And we're just so pleased. And Kathy is just, uh, 
as I've been, she's been sharing her testimony with me, loves the Lord, is excited to serve here at the church. And uh, Wayne and Kathy, we're just so pleased for y'all and excited for y'all to serve here. Thank you so much. Amen. And so that was just a great day that we had yesterday, and we're excited for them. All right, at this time, we'll have our ushers come for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. And uh, let's remember that. Today, during our uh, offering, uh, as, it paid, as the plate is being passed, Zoe is going to play uh, a song for us on the piano. Zoe Beach is one of our graduates this year. She's been taking piano since uh, she could sit at the piano, probably, right? Right. And uh, we're so thankful for our young people and using their talents for the Lord. And I know that this song will be a blessing to you this morning as she plays it on the piano. So as soon as the plate passes you or before, make sure you're listening to the beautiful song that she plays. All right, Kurt, would you ask the blessing on the offering? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for just being, allowing us to be here. God, we can worship you, Lord, in, in song and in word. Father, we just pray that you would be with this uh, offering, Lord. Be with the gifted and giver, Lord. Let it uh, just let it further your kingdom. In your name, we pray. Amen.
The day I heard you call out my name You said you loved me And would never leave me And I've never been the same We will remember We will remember The works of your hands And we will stop And give you praise For great is my faithfulness We will remember We will remember We will remember The works of your hands And we will stop And give you praise For great is my playing this morning. I knew we were going to have a good service. I was at graduation for her on Friday night and she played that song and, and I've known she played piano her entire life but I'm going to tell you what she and I know I'm putting her on the spot and she's going to love this but man I, I didn't realize how much the Lord had blessed her with that talent. Didn't realize it because she's not one to get up and play very often but man I as soon as graduation started and she started playing that song, and, man, I about had church in my seat just, because if you don't know what song she was playing, it's called Reckless Love, and the most important part of that song isn't just when it hits in the course, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, and the fact that she, I mean, it's, it's a perfect song, it's a perfect song for what it was going on that night and I don't know I mean it just the whole night I was overwhelmed Adam got up and spoke and I don't I don't even know how he was able to even get words out because man they just set you up so well during those things they had the projector going and pictures and just what her and AJ were babies and not even not even knowing what the future was gonna hold and whether they were gonna be with us very long but to fast forward, I mean, Adam got up and he held it together better than I ever could. But for her to get up this morning for a worship service and to play that song and to fast forward to the fact that she was still here with us and God saw her through those moments and saw the family through those moments and to fast forward here where she's still worshiping and still giving glory to God and playing a song about his overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. Oh, man. If it doesn't bless your heart, that's okay because it's blessing mine. Because it starts playing the Rolodex in my mind of how many times I have felt the love of God. And I'm telling you what, there has been moments that it has been overwhelming. And there has been moments that even though I failed him, it has felt like it's never ending. But you know why it's reckless? You know why it's reckless for God to love us? Because we are nothing but sinners. And it is nothing that we can do and nothing that we deserve. So he is being reckless in his love because of how great and the majesty of him that he would even begin to give us a time of day. He loves us. And then we're going to transition. This is a worship service. 
Have you ever felt that reckless love before? I don't care how many mountains you've been on. I don't care how many valleys you've been on. And this is what's nice about coming into a church house on a Sunday morning because you have so many people that come in from the week. And some people are on the mountain and they are here to worship and they're here to praise and they're here to just thank him for all the blessings. But man, there are so many people that come into a church house on Sunday morning at the same time and they're in the valley. And I'm here to tell you, God does not change whether you're in the valley or you're on the mountain. He is here for your worship and your praise. And it might be hard this morning because of what you're going through or what your family has gone through. But just think about those moments this morning that God has picked you up and you have felt that love. And when no one else was around, there was Jesus. try to make it on my own every time I try to stand I start to fall and all those lonely roads that I have traveled on there was Jesus listen when the life I built came crashing to the ground and all those friends I had were nowhere to be found. I couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. There was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken.
to walk by faith always moves mountains valleys in our way but right here in this moment may our strength be renewed as we recall hey. what God has done how we've seen him
debating on this, but I'm going to share it anyway. A little while ago, somebody was sharing with me a, a little of their testimony and just some terrible things that had happened in their past. They didn't know the Lord. They weren't saved. And I'm not going to get into any specifics at all because it, this is the only point that matters. Up. This person said that where they are now, and when they look back at those things that were so terrible in their life, their testimony was, I know Jesus was there. He said, I wasn't even saved yet. I'd never put my faith and trust in Christ yet. But somehow I know he was there watching after me. Boy, I don't know why that was in my mind this morning. And then here... Robbie starts to sing, There Was Jesus. And boy, isn't it true that if we stop and take inventory, even when we didn't know it, it was, somehow he was watching after us. I don't want to have a theological debate with you, but he knew you. When he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew exactly who you were. And I don't know about you, but I'm overwhelmed by that aspect and that characteristic of God. That all along my life, but isn't it amazing, especially in the bad, that he was there. His hand was protecting and guiding. Oh, what a day that will be. When we get over there and we see so dimly right now. Yeah. But one day, the curtain is going to be thrown yes. back. Yeah. We're going to see every time yes. that he was right there with us. Yeah, yeah. He is worthy yes. to be blessed. Yes. He's worthy. Speak Jesus.
Yeah. 
on a Sunday morning. I can't think of a place I'd rather be. And wow, what tremendous spirit that moved in our hearts today already. And um, I've heard people say this so many times, you know, if, uh, if, if we were to go home right now, it would have been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Uh, I, f- I find that true just about every time we come into the house of the Lord. Uh, it's always good to be in the house of the Lord, but especially on a day like today. Just praise the Lord for his goodness. And that last song, that, that's really what, it, if you think about it carefully, that's really what it's all about. I'm sure of the Lord. I'm sure of you, Lord. Uh, there's, there's no question about whether or not God exists. There's no question about his power. There's no question as to whether or not he's the creator. There's no question about whether or not he's able to save souls. There's no question about whether or not he's going to take us all home to be with him. What's The question is, is are you sure of him? <laughs> he's, he's sure. He's steadfast. He's solid. Are you sure of him? And I, I'm glad to say that I'm sure of the Lord this morning. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Uh, and we're just going to take a very few minutes this morning. I want to uh, introduce something here today. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll pick up on it a little bit later. Uh, I see that it's 10 minutes till. I mean, I, could, I know we can go to 20 after. We do it all the time. But, uh, this, uh, but this morning, rather than do that... I want to take about 10 or 15 minutes and, uh, and kind of lay a foundation for where we're going to go uh, from here on in the book of Isaiah. You'll remember, I, uh, the last time I preached, we, we were just beginning in chapter number 40, and we were talking about the fact that we are leaving behind uh, the, uh, uh, the section that has to do... Uh, with a lot of God's judgment. It doesn't mean that judgment's not mentioned. It doesn't mean that chastisement is not mentioned. Uh, it doesn't mean that those kinds of prophecies are not going to appear uh, from chapter 40 to chapter 66, but they're not so prevalent. And we talked about the fact that uh, the very first words of chapter number 40, and we are not reading yet, we're going to read in a minute, but let me read this part to you. The very first words of chapter 40 are, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. So we're moving behind uh, all, of the, uh, all of the judgment <clears throat> that God is telling us <clears throat> and revealing to us is going to come to the nation of Israel. And he deals specifically with that in the first, 20, uh, in the first 39 chapters. And then he deals... <coughs> with his comfort and his blessing afterwards. And so when we get to chapter number 40, we're no longer so much in, involved with seeing the near prophecy that's coming uh, in, in the form of punishment or chastisement or destruction from Babylon. That's certainly coming. We make that very, very clear. But... We also see now we're looking at a far prophecy. <clears throat> After the punishment, God is going to give the com- comfort. We even talked about how that he makes mention there that um, in that passage of Scripture that uh, Israel will, re- has received, will receive double for their sins. 
and, uh, and we, we did discuss that a little bit too. But today we're going to uh, fall upon a very, very, very familiar passage of Scripture, Isaiah chapter number 40, beginning at verse number 27, and going down to verse number 31. And as I say, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, and I want to have... Uh, want to have at least a couple of sermons out of this passage, and today <clears throat> doesn't count. <laughs> today is kind of a, uh, uh, it's kind of a, an introduction to it, a, 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 a brief overview of some of the things that we find here. So if you found Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27, if you'd stand with us, please, in honor of the reading of the Word of God. And the Bible says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, <clears throat> neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Dear Lord, we pray you'd help us in the understanding of the word this morning. And Lord, we have already enjoyed our fellowship, not only one with another, but Lord, we have enjoyed our fellowship with you. We have, uh, we have come to you in, in true and genuine worship. Lord, we've sensed your presence. Lord, there are so many who have never really sensed your presence before. They're walking aimlessly in this world. They have no hope of eternity. They have no joy of salvation. Lord, they are stumbling down the road to hell. Lord, we pray that as we have recognized your presence this morning, that we might share it with everyone we have the opportunity to share it with. Even as John said, our fellowship is with the Lord. Truly, your fellowship is with us, and our fellowship is with Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to fellowship even with those who know you not, so that they might come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray it in your precious and holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Now I want to skip back here. We're going to go back to some familiar words that we just read, but they're, they're mentioned earlier in the chapter. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Harry. I needed that. In uh, verse number 21 of this same chapter, Isaiah writes and he says, Have ye not known? Have ye not heard? Hath not it been told you from the beginning have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. We're going to stop reading there. What I want you to notice is he is, uh, he is addressing uh, uh, the, uh, a group of people, Isaiah is, the, a group of Israelites as it were, and he's, and he's addressing them in both of these passages. In verse 21, he says, Have you not known, have you not heard? Hath it not been told you? 
in verse 27, uh, I mean in verse number 28, he says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the uh, ends of the earth. So he is addressing a group of people, but I would say to you that he is addressing two different groups of people in these two passages of scripture, scripture so they sound so very similar. They seem so very much the same. But I would say in verse number 21, he is addressing people who do not have any desire to know God. They are not in the least wise interested. They are uh, what I would call today uh, the closest thing you can get to true atheism. They really don't want to know God. They're not interested in knowing God. And so therefore he is saying to them in, in verse 21, he's saying, you may not accept him as God, but he's real. He's genuine. Notice what he says in verse 22. It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. But he speaks differently in verse 27. Notice this. He says, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, we're starting in 27, uh, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord. And my judgment is passed over from God. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? So notice how he words this. He words this as if he's speaking to people who believe in God. He says, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord. You're saying, I'm going to hide my life from the Lord. You obviously believe in God, or you wouldn't be hiding from God. I've learned something about uh, being the pastor here. When uh, a lot of times people come into the building, and uh, I, I'm sorry, but I'm getting old. And uh, so I like a lot of light. Okay, The more light, the better. Uh, if there's not much light, then I'm not much see. So <laughs> if you get the idea. So I need the light. But I'll walk into a room and people will be working in the room here at the church and they won't even have the light on. They'll be down in the basement. And they got a little bit of light coming in through, you know, one of the uh, downstairs uh, windows that's way up high. But, uh, hey, turn the light on. And I often say, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Turn on the light. <laughs> I want to be able to see, you know. Uh, and, uh, and that is exactly what he's talking about here. Men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. He's not talking about people who are true atheists. He is talking about people who are practically atheists. And I don't mean the term practical, uh, practically in the sense that, oh, he practically fell down. No, no, no. I'm talking about in practice, they live as an atheist. They may say they, 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 may say they believe in God. They, in their heart of hearts, they may know that there is a God but they don't live like it. Day after day after day after day, they just don't live like it. You know, the Bible says uh, in Psalm number 53 and verse number 1, it also says the same, exact same verse in Psalm number 14. But in Psalm 53, he says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they that have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. In chapter, uh, and, oops, I messed up, didn't I? In Psalm number 53 and in Psalm number 14, both of these psalms, he's not talking about somebody who is an atheist the, in the truest sense of the form. The fool hath said in his heart, there's no God. No, he said, there's no God for me. 
There's no God for me. There are some people that I do believe they, they're trying very hard to be atheist, and they really, they, they're really working at it. I read some stuff by uh, a very well-known atheist. I'm not going to discuss it this morning, but uh, read some stuff about, uh, from him that he wrote uh, this past week, and it's heartbreaking uh, to, to read what they write. And, and, I mean, their own words betray them. Uh, and uh, they, they, uh, they say that they're atheists. They're trying to convince themselves that they're atheists. And for all intents and purposes, I suppose they are. But that's not what he's talking about in Psalm number 14 or in Psalm number 53, nor in verse number 28 of Isaiah chapter number 40. He's not talking about people who genuinely do not believe there is a God. He's talking about people who live as if there is no God. Have you ever lived that way? You know, there's a lot of marriages that come apart because one or the other partner decides that even though they're married, they want to live like they're single. Amen? When you're married, you don't live like you're single. Fellas, wake up, okay? Wake up. You're, you're not single anymore. Your life is different now. You're to live like you're married. Amen? I believe you ought to live, if you're married, live like you're married. Live like it. Live like you're married to the one you're married to. Amen? <laughs> Live like the one. I heard a joke this week. It, it's not a bad joke, but it's just, I don't want to tell it now, but it made me laugh. <laughs> it's not bad, I promise. <laughs> so I got to do it now, right? <laughs> so... Uh, so this man and this woman were having, they, they got trapped in this little spot, you know, uh, because of the snowstorm, and they couldn't get out of this one room. And so they had to spend the night together. And so in a few minutes, the woman said, would you please get up and get a blanket? I'm so cold. So he got up and got a blanket, went across the room, gave it to her, went back to the other side of the room, laid down. So he did this about three times, and finally the third time he said, I tell you what, let's just live like we're married tonight. And she said, oh, okay, we can do that. He said, all right, go get your own blanket. <laughs> Live like you're married to the one you're married to. Amen? Not just married, but married to the one you're married to. The, 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 the idea here is that when we come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and we're part of the family of God, we've been made different. We're not like the world that we used to live in. Our world has changed. Amen? Twelve years old, my world changed for eternity. Amen? And, and, and he's writing to people that should know better. They're the chosen ones of Israel. They should know better. And they're not the ones who are proclaiming, you know, that, that, they, that they're going to follow some false god or some idol or don't believe in any god whatsoever. No, he's talking to people who, who, who would come and, uh, and show up at the temple on the day of the atonement. Uh, they would bring sacrifices from time to time. They would uh, pay alms to the poor. They would do all these things. But other than, than an outward show, they were living literally as if there is no god whatsoever. Are you like that? Do you show up on Sunday morning because you know that you should, but live the rest of the week like it didn't matter? 
I'll tell you, your Christianity is a whole lot more important on a Tuesday afternoon when you're working on a construction job and you slam something down on your thumb. Your Christianity is a whole lot more important then than it is listening to me make a homily on Sunday morning. You don't know what that is? Good. I'm glad you don't. It means I'm preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning. Yeah, your Christianity means a whole lot more during the week because we all proclaim to be Christians just about in here. Just about everybody here, if you were to stop them and ask them, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to Nottingham. I go to Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church. I know the pastor. His name is uh, uh, Moore. Moore, that's his name. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, is it Gary Moore or is it Michael Moore? Oh, well, uh, I'm not real sure. <laughs> could be either. Right, it could. It could be either. No, no. It's not, imp- not nearly as important right now as it is when you have an opportunity to be a witness as it is when you have an opportunity to be a light, as it is when you have an opportunity to make a change, not only in your life, but in the life of someone else. And let me, let me tell you, let me, and we're going to be done with this. I said I was just going to take a minute, and that's what I'm going to do. Notice what he says. Why sayest thou, Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Living a practical atheism. Notice what he says in verse number 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard? Now notice how he words this. This is very interesting. That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faileth not, neither is weary. Don't you ever get tired of hurting me? Don't you ever get tired of making life miserable for me? You know, it seems like you've got endless energy to do certain things. Let me tell you something. God never gets tired of knowing where you are. That's what he says here. That's exactly what he says. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He never gets tired of watching what you're doing. Amen? We don't say that much anymore. It's kind of cliche. It's, you know, it's out of style. When I was growing up, preachers said it all the time. The Lord is watching you. As a matter of fact, my mother said it all the time. Did your mother say it? The Lord's watching you. He sees what you're doing. Let me tell you something. The Lord does see what you're doing. We, you, it may be cliche to us. It may be passe and old-fashioned, but it is as true today as it was when Isaiah penned it all those many years ago. The Lord is watching you. But I, I love what my father used to say. My father used to say this, missing him a little bit this week more than usual, but uh, he used to say this. He said, man, preachers used to preach about the Lord watching me every minute. And he said, it used to make me a nervous wreck. <laughs> he said, it used to bother me to no end. The Lord's watching me. He's looking after me. He said, but you know, now that I've been serving the Lord a little while, living for him and trying to, trying to be a witness, trying to be a light, trying to be a testimony, he said, I'm glad the Lord's watching me. He said, there are people who say things about me that are not true. The Lord knows the difference. There are people who attributed to me certain motives that were not in my heart. The Lord knows the difference. It's a good thing 
if you're walking with the Lord for him to be watching you. And it's a good thing when you're about to step into a trap that Satan has laid and the Lord is watching you. And somehow, some way, he steers your pathway right past that ensnarement, right past that trap, right past that. Let me tell you something. The Lord knows who you are. You say, well, preacher, he don't know who I am because I don't think I've ever really been saved. He still knows who you are. As a matter of fact, Michael was talking about it this morning. He knew me from my mother's womb. He knew me from when, and let me tell you something. Every lost person that dies and goes, with, goes to hell without Jesus Christ, the Lord knew them from their womb, mother's womb too. The Lord, the Lord knows us all. The Lord's not, his, there's no searching of his understanding. Let me, let me just give you one little thing and we'll close with this. When he says there's no searching of his understanding, what that means is, is you can try as hard as you want and you will find no limits to the knowledge of God. You can search and search and search and search and search and you will never find the end of his wisdom. You will never find the limit of his understanding. You will never come to the ending point of his knowledge. There is no searching of God's knowledge. He knows all. All. If you're here this morning and you're a Christian and maybe you've just, you know, kind of gotten a little bit lackadaisical in your Christian attitude and your Christian walk, maybe instead of reading your Bible every day, you just read it, you know, a couple of times during the week. Maybe instead of really agonizing in prayer over those that you know that are lost, you just kind of read it off like a grocery list. Maybe instead of getting up on Sunday morning and you just can't wait to get to the house of God, you just kind of go through the drudgery. Let me tell you something. The Lord sees that. You think he doesn't see? You think your way is hid? It's not hid. He knows what's inside. He knows what's going on in that brain of yours. He knows what's stirring around in that, in that heart, in the innermost person that you are. He knows. He knows. But if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Jesus Christ, Jesus knows you. He knows you. You may not know him. You may, not have, you may never have trusted him. But he knows you and he loves you and he died for you. And he is waiting for you to trust him. He's waiting on you right now. He's waiting on you to trust him. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to bring the message this morning. Pray you'd take its reality to our heart. Lord, I know it's just been a little bit of a foundation and nothing, nothing really earth-shattering. Nothing necessarily to write home about except that we know that you still love us and we know you're still watching us. And Lord, someone here today, Lord, you're watching them because they're lost. If they walk out this building today and die in the condition they are at this very moment, they'll never see heaven. They'll never walk streets of gold. They'll never be comforted by their loved ones. They'll never hear the voice of Jesus say well done thy good and faithful servant 
they'll never hear the angels sing. They'll never enjoy the wonder of true and glorious salvation because they're lost. Lord, it is my prayer that they would not leave today the way they came. But Lord, that this morning that lost person would become saved, born into the family of God today. Speak to us, I pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Let's stand together. What shall we say? How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that He would give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How Searing loss, the Father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. Upon his shoulders, ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there. Shoot. 